Okay, hi, and welcome to the next episode of Tower After Hours. Um, we're recording this on a Friday afternoon after a particularly horrible week for everyone, so I think we're all ready to just, um, you know, have a little fun. So that's what we're going to do with the Tower After Hours podcast. <laughs> Ashley's already laughing in control. That's always a good sign. See, I said favorite. people want to have fun. It's my favorite podcast when Ashley's on it. So obviously <laughs> Ashley is here with us. Hi. And Alyssa is here. Hi. And Maddie is here. Hey. And this is Kelly. Hi, Kelly. And um, <laughs> we'll give Bridget a little shout out. She's Woo-hoo. our paparazzi taking, taking photos. Hello. <laughs> so that's it. We're we're an all girl podcast today. So if that's good, keep listening. If that's bad, <laughs> keep bye. <listening. laughs> bye. No, I'm just kidding. Bye. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> Um, okay, so does anybody... Who's Felicia? <laughs> Good times. Um, okay, does anybody want to go first? No. Um, I'll go first, but okay. it's pretty quick. Okay. So, um, I... This is Maddie. Um, Vine is dying. Sorry. That's Ooh. the moment of silence. That was quick. I was never a fan of Vine. Mm-mm. Never really got into it. I think that in the beginning it was probably funnier, but now it I feel like it's just filled with people trying too hard. <laughs> and that annoys me. I've never been on Vine. I've the only experience I have with Vine is if people share them like on Twitter or something. Right. So are do they God I'm I shouldn't even ask these questions. I'm just not like the grandma that I am. Um, do is that one where it just loops continually? Yes. So like, okay, so that's annoying. Yes. <laughs> yes. So good. But you can How make. Long are the clips so I'm giving give my a shout out to my seven, friend Dan. Seven seconds. Dan Zadilla, who makes pretty funny vines, and his always loop. So if you can get a good looping vine, it's funnier. Where you it, can't tell the end. Yeah, where the you can't tell. The beginning and the end. Mm-hmm. And that's the funniest. And also the ones with babies and animals because it's babies, babies and, and animals. animals and they're not like trying to be funny because they're babies and animals. Is Snapchat the reason that Vine is going downhill? They didn't really give a reason. In your social media expertise? Um, probably now that you can do like the Snapchat, you, the Snapchat, <laughs> you can do the Snapchat. You can do the Snapchat you on can the Google. Do the Snapchat stories and then you can do the instagram uh-huh. i feel like also just and you can do the instagram stories and you can make instagram longer now i feel like gifs and memes are kind of yeah like gifs those are a huge thing yeah. now and it's just they're kind of the same length mm-hmm. so that's kind of um the direction so if you are a vine user the good news is they are keeping the website online so all of your for nothing vines for archives. Yeah, anyway. all of your vines will still be there. Your life's work. <laughs> yeah, before, right. and before they make any changes, you'll be notified via the app. So stay tuned. So the app won't work anymore. No. So they're discontinuing the app, but keeping the website. Okay, so delete the app from your phone. Get some storage yeah. space back. Kelly's <laughs> main goal in life is to get some. Always need more so, storage space. My favorite vine, and you better link to this, is the little girl 
who says, look at all those chickens. And she has like a, a lisp <laughs> and it's not chickens. <laughs> it's geese. And she says, look at all those chickens. <laughs> it's not. not chickens. Once again, though, little cute. kids and animals. So. Right. Little kids and animals. <laughs> yeah. And then you like keep watching it because you're like, why is it funny? And you're like, oh, it's not chickens. Yeah. That's awesome. So that's my news. Signing off. Signing off. (laughs) I'm going to eat my donut now. Good time. I just say that a lot. I'm sorry, podcast listeners. I feel like every time somebody says something, I just say, good time. Kelly, you didn't introduce David Bowie. Oh, we have a David Bowie pumpkin sitting in the corner. So he's here just to creep us out, I guess. Ashley waved. <laughs> Did it wave back? Yeah. Okay. The lightning bolt flashed. Well, I'll go next um, with my topic, which is a kind of timely topic for us in Tower, because it's all about um, inter- the interview process for new hires and how you can determine that somebody will be a good, not just professional fit, but a culture fit for your team. Um, so we have been going through extensive rounds of interviews lately, um, and we have some new people joining the tower team as a result of that. So I feel like Kelly knew we were going to do that. That's why she, no, I didn't. It's just, I'm a great, I'm a great leader, (laughs) a great podcast leader. (laughs) Going so well. So anyway, she's reached her peak and now she's new people coming on board. So I'm sure they'll be on future podcasts for you to meet them. And they're girls who run the world. Girls. 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 So anyway, um, this article, and it's really important for like a team like Tower because there's only 11 people of us. 11. (laughs) (laughs) It was on such a roll. Just rolling off my tongue. There's only 11 of us. And so when it's a small group, I kind of feel like it doesn't take much to rock a, you know, a steady boat. So we're moving along perfectly well. And, you know, I think we're all like, oh, is somebody going to come in and throw us into chaos? I don't think they will. But... Anyway, so this was all about questions that you can ask when you go on an interview or when you're interviewing someone to see if they are a good culture fit. A tip is if you're going on an interview, always ask questions of the people that are interviewing you. It looks bad if you don't. So You know who you are. Job seekers. Here are some that you can steal. You don't even really need to put much work into it. You just listen to the podcast. If you ever interview with us later on in life and we hear these questions, we're going to know. And we'll be super proud because you listen to our podcast. So I'm going to ask some of these questions to everyone else. They haven't seen them. Okay. Now, this first one's a little bit tough because we work in a pretty small office space. 11 people of us. 11 people of us (laughs) in a very small office space. But if you were giving a tour of Tower, what would be the one... Like stop on the tour that you would be you would think is important. Candy jars. Shaw's sleeping spot. Uh, Shaw's sleeping spot. I was gonna be lame and practical and say the office space where everyone sits. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what it is. It's not much of a tour of tower because you walk in and it's like 
Here There's we all are. <laughs> right up in your face. So the one spot what that's hidden is Charles Charles sleeping spot. spot. But if you're a new employee coming into Tower, it's alarming to know that he takes a nap over his lunch period every day. And you want to know where that is. Right. Because he can scare the living crap out of you when he's I heard waking him up. Snoring you today. And it was really cute. <laughs> Poor little shot. And it was and it was Tim P back there and I was like, Tim, do you hear him snoring? And he's like, Nope. <laughs> and I was like, Okay. <laughs> I couldn't even share the cute moment with anyone. I like the candy jars, and I also, I know, I would probably say, like, <coughs> our little, like, lobby lounge area, because I just think that's a fun spot where sometimes, like, lunch breaks out and conversations happen. I like that area. Comfy couches. And movie watching. Movie when, watching. When's that coming back? You know, I didn't about? even finish the first one. What is it? Oh, really? The murder. How to get away with murder. Making a murder. How to get away with murder. The same person or just more on that no, guy? No, I thought Netflix was going to make a second one okay. on all that. Yeah. Throwing it back to when it was popular. Can somebody Google that for us and comment below? Yeah, add it to the comments. Question two? Yeah, I'm trying to find one. <laughs> Great um, interview so far, Kelly. <laughs> what is... What's your superpower? Like, <clears throat> real life IRL, or like if I had to choose a superpower? I think IRL. Um, That's a tough one. I, I feel like, like maybe Alyssa would say this for herself too, but I think I have a pretty good bullshit meter. I said shit, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Um... Like, I don't like fake people, and I can tell when they are. I think that I would say... So it's like a straight up, like, on your forehead. Yeah, I'm like, go, bye. I don't know that this is, if this is a superpower, it's just mean, but I feel like I'm very blunt and straightforward, and I'll, I'll be the person to... To tell you like it is. Maybe not at and first, but always your point right personality traits. when you're excited about something, it doesn't sometimes come off that way. Like at lunch today, I asked you something and you said, sure. And I was like, okay, we don't have to do that. We don't <laughs> want to do that. You're like, no, I mean like, sure. <laughs> Classic Kelly. <laughs> Ashley, do you have a superpower? Um, I think it's giving constructive feedback but in the sense where I always say the same thing so Mattis has picked up on it when he's like oh look at this and I'm just like okay mm-hmm. and it's just like my way of going about it it's kind of like I try to be like yeah no that's awesome but then I'm also just like yeah, inside you're like I hate life so I, I didn't realize until he pointed it out when he's just like oh you say that every time when you're kind of unsure about it and I'm like eh, sorry I didn't know how to like say it yes like good job but no I don't like it <laughs> If I had a superpower, I would clone myself. Not if you had no, a superpower. What is, what is your superpower? The one you have you right said, now. You said what? What you? Oh, I let said, me. What's read the your superpower? Or spirit animal? I want to know your Kelly. <sighs> I can't think of my spirit animal off the top of my head though. What's my Honey superpower? Honey badger. Yeah. Your fingers. What's my superpower? She does have magic witch fingers. <laughs> I think go. your superpower would be kindness. No. <laughs> <Ding>. <laughs> Bullshit meter. Where's that? <laughs> I think your superpower would be that even if you feel like super nervous about something or you're not really sure how something's going to go, the second you need to turn it on, yes. you're there and nobody could even know. Mahalo <clears throat> Starlet of yeah. power marketing. Yeah. All right. I have two more quick ones. <laughs> Please walk the red carpet. <laughs> right on that. How, <coughs> how do you fail? 
what does that look like when you fail? How do you, I guess, um, react to failure? How do you handle failure? How do you fail? I don't think I've ever been asked that question before. I always look for the compromise. So we fail. We were wrong. We didn't do something. First thing is saying that was my fault. I'm like apologizing and being taking credit. Yeah, being enough of a professional since this is a in an interview setting to say, you know, that was my bad. I recognize it, but here's what I think we can do to offset it. Is that really compromise or just like learning from your mistakes? Probably both. Because that's what I would have said. It's like kind of learning from your mistakes. Yeah. Kind of going along the same thing, taking yeah. responsibility for it. And I think it's important. Seeing how you can do it better next it's time. It's important to, like, whether it's an internal failure or if it's something that spans outside of, like, your company walls, having the gumption enough to say, that was my bad. It's something that a lot of people don't have. I am not... Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Maddie. <laughs> You, I felt like you were going to say something great. <laughs> I think mine is kind of like a vine where it builds off and it can kind of loop where I'm like sometimes really hard on myself and then which helps me do better, but then it I'm really hard on myself and then I'm down. So it's kind of like a mm-hmm. vicious cycle. It's all in my head, you know. Worst case scenario. Worst case scenario. I'm a big proponent of worst case scenario. Um, I think I fail differently inside and outside of work. Outside of work, I, I cannot handle the embarrassment of failing, and so I just lash out at everyone. <laughs> super First mean. term of the year. <laughs> um, but I think at work, I just like slowly die on the inside. You become then, reserved. Yeah. I just... Like, for the rest of the day, I'll probably wallow in that failure. But I'm ready to shake it off the next day, I think. I don't fail much. I don't really know. <laughs> I'm strong. All right. So we'll close it out on something good. If I were an employee that would come into Tower and say, what do you love best about the culture here? We actually get that question in every single interview that we have. If you ask questions, you're probably asking that one. Right. And the answer that I always give is the environment in which we work. So I never dread coming into work. I never am in a rush to leave. Um, And the day, and I always like, we have a team that everyone is specializes in something different. So you can really learn something new from every single person that you interact with in here, which is not something that's common everywhere. So that's kind of what I always, I always say to people is we're very purposeful about who we hire based on what, they, what asset they bring to the overall group in the team. So, Ashley, what do you like? Repeat the question. <laughs> What do you love best about the culture here? Oh um, hold on, I gotta think about that. Okay, so great. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. It's definitely like how flexible it is here, not only in schedule, but just what we can work on. Or if we have to go take a break, we can just kind of go get fresh air, kind of walk on out, and don't take too long, come back. But um, don't like take a Forrest Gump level, <laughs> right, right. run through the country. <laughs> So I think it's a lot of the flexibility, because uh, it's not only that in the hours that we can take off mm-hmm. due to kids or appointments or 
anything else. Kids appointments. Yeah. Combo. I take no appointments for myself. <laughs> you really don't. Don't. Um, I would say that mine is, like, we start, because there's only 11 people of us, <laughs> we start, we start the day in the morning scrum, so we all sit around and we talk about our days and what we might need from another person or what we can talk to somebody else about, um, and we go get coffee and then we get down to work but I feel like in those like 20 to 30 minutes you can you really get a sense of how everyone's day's going like you know if somebody is sick mm-hmm. you know if somebody is in a really bad mood mm-hmm. you know if somebody's excited about the day if someone's super tired if someone's super tired Ashley. if someone is just <laughs> I like to play a game with Ashley every morning called tired or sad <laughs> so I think you really can see how everybody's days are working so far and then it's not like you go up to somebody and they're in a really bad mood and you're like oh I didn't know that oh I'm not gonna talk to you right now yeah you know how everyone Mm -hmm. is feeling that day and you can tiptoe or you can try to get them out of it nice or if you're Alyssa you love Tuesdays she loves Tuesdays they're so (coughs) exciting well, that's great. So like, takeaways, ask questions in an interview. Ask questions in Wait, an interview. Wait, you didn't ask, you didn't answer that question. I know. Well, I mean, I felt like we were saying. Kelly's like, I don't like anything about no. this place. No. <laughs> I, just, I probably would terrible. say much of the same thing. Right. I mean, whenever somebody asks us that in the interview, I just answer that it's the people. We're all good people. And I feel like everyone you gets mean along. All eleven people. All of us? eleven people of us are good people <laughs> who get along, and I feel like it's a very good balance of personalities, which is why I always get a little antsy when someone new joins the team because I just don't want Steph. Tur- Steph and Abby turn off. I just don't want you to ruin this for us. <laughs> <laughs> this is the last day too. I know. Gotta enjoy it while we have it. No, we're very excited for <laughs> Steph and Abby to join our team. We are very okay. excited. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I get What up. are the takeaways? Ask questions. <laughs> find something that's a good fit for you culturally as uh, well as yeah. professionally. I will say on the culture <clears throat> part of this that, you know, obviously when people interview for us, we always ask them, so why are you looking to leave? There's, there's a reason that people are looking to leave. And their current position. Their current position. And the most common answer we get for that is culture specific related to the company or the business that they're in right now. Either it's, you know, from a culture standpoint, they don't, there's no team building or there's no, there's lack of leadership or there's, it's always based on culture. It is never necessarily based on the work that they are doing there. Right. And then here at tower, obviously we hire and we tell people that candidates that we hire based on personality and how you will fit in with our culture because we can teach you how to do our style of SEO or our style of social media, our style of web design. So culture I think is probably, it spans more than just ourselves. So there's another takeaway. If a lot of people are leaving your company, you might want to take a look yeah, at your right, culture. Right. <laughs> because that's True probably that. what they're telling the people they're interviewing with okay well that was just a lot of us that was like 
talking about ourselves. (laughs) So we'll move on to a more uh, focused and professional topic. My topic... Not not Ashley's. Ashley's. We're gonna save Ashley for the end. My topic is also sort of kind of culture related. Okay. It's more related to our culture here at Tower, which is that the two um, sides of our business work very differently on a day to day basis. So our internet marketing team works on a lot of clients, and they spend shorter amounts of time on each client throughout the day. Whereas our design web development team can spend greater chunks of time focusing on one client, one overall project. And so the article that I have basically talks about (coughs) the, the difference between attention management and time management. So they say in the article... What do they say? They say most of the time management issues that people experience are really attention management issues. And that if you spend a significant amount of your day shifting tasks every 15 minutes, even if you're not multitasking, that you are not being effective. And they suggest that if you can manage one focused (coughs) hour of uninterrupted creation time a good amount of your time management issues will be solved. I need that. So they say... I feel like I'm bebopping around town all day. They said to try for one day to turn off, like, your all of your social media notifications. And because they also... I know, it's hard for you, Maddie. (laughs) But they also... Just just don't work for an hour. (laughs) (laughs) But they also say that... I was twiddling my thumbs. They also say that... And they call it deep work when you are focusing deep, on... Deep what? Deep work. I thought it was deep pork. Deep too. work. Oh. That, that, sound that, way that when you it. focus on larger tasks for a greater period of time, it actually also reduces your anxiety level. So. Deep work. There is a video that Kelly will link here. And it is about... I'm going to forget it is Cal's TEDx talk on deep work. It's an investment of 15 deep. minutes of your time that you'll be glad you spent. That was Cal's deep pork. <laughs> Cal's TEDx. <laughs> when you spend your days on things of depth, you feel more satisfied, you have less anxiety, and you're happier and healthier. I am not sure that I have the stamina for deep work <laughs> because... I'm on the internet marketing side of the business, and so I do jump from client to client. <laughs> but there are some days where I'm just focused on one, and um, I tell myself, okay, I'm going to knock out, like, three blogs for them today. Uh-huh. I am exhausted when I... I feel like I run a marathon if I spend that much time. Do you know what that's like? No, I don't know what that's like. <laughs> Running a marathon? I feel like I've thought about running a marathon. <laughs> say because I often like there are days at a time where I'm literally I don't sit at my desk for more than 30 minutes that the days I have even a two hour chunk of uninterrupted time I try to like I turn off my email I turn off my slack I like put my phone away so I don't even get that stuff just so I can focus on one really big task that's probably been sitting on my to-do list forever so I probably I don't do it every day but then once you get that big whatever it is done 
I mean, truly, you feel better about yourself. It is, like, so Ashley, yeah, I feel like the designers and the developers, their projects have, like, deadlines. Like, Mm -hmm. we're launching this on this day. Yes. Which is just a lot different than with internet marketing, where it's, like, you just, you need to spend, by the end of the month, you have to have... Done this much. Well, you have you have your content calendars and stuff. That is different. But could you imagine, Ashley? Could you imagine working fifteen minutes on like little things? You could imagine it. Yeah, sometimes I do that. Depending. And is it effective? No, exactly. (laughs) Which is why I ask for deadlines to be kept because it messes with my workflow, Mm -hmm. and then it's a constant opening, closing files resaving things out, opening, closing that file again. My computer's now getting bogged down. That so I is don't, my life. So I don't close out of the program, but now my computer's running slow because I have all this crap open because I know someone's going to get back to us and need it right, right away. So it's just like it's not perfect, perfective. It's not productive for me. I always wanted to see, like, my timesheet compared to, like, a developer's timesheet where I have, like, you at the end that. of the week, like... <laughs> 15 tasks years. that I've put time on and they're just like 40 hours you know, on your so-and-so website. You know in your timesheet you have to scroll down yes. to see all yeah. of them? They don't have it's to. all in one window. <sighs> they maybe have eight things listed. I would have more. I have more yeah, you them. have more, but like a developer that, especially when they're in, I mean, they're in production all the time. I, I feel like some days, I am not. Some, I, I, on a Monday, I'll complete my timesheet and I have like 20 things. Yeah. Oh, on a Monday, I'm like, oh, look, I only have, like, four. And then by Thursday, it's like, oh, look, I have, like, 24. Yeah. I, I'll say right now, I mean, I could never be a web developer, and what they do is, you know, crazy good, but I would like to enter their timesheets. <laughs> That's why I'd want to be a developer, just to, like... At the same time, like, I can't... I mean, granted, there are days, and I'm sure that they go through this as well, there are days where I'm super focused and I could do one thing for six hours. And then there are other days where I'm like, oh, it's 11.21. It's 11.23. It's 11.25. It's 11.30. It's 11.40. So I just feel like if I'm on the same thing for too long, I just like feel so run down. Sometimes it's also the project and or the music I'm listening yeah. to or the music I'm not listening to or the conversation <coughs> is or there's so many other things that kind of go into that productive workflow yeah. where if you just don't have the right combo, it's just not working. Yeah. And lately, I haven't had the right combo. <laughs> Help. Send Ashley in the comments some good playlists. Yeah, seriously. Yep. So that's my topic. I like it. Work more effectively I definitely by doing longer deep work. Deep work. And then maybe you'll sleep better at night because you're so You'll have tired. less anxiety. You'll be half, happier and healthier. <laughs> <laughs> healthier and happier. All 11 people of us will be. <laughs> All right, okay. Ashley, what do you have for us? So mine, um, we just got a new website to design. website to design and um i'm kind of going for a different look for them just because not only to switch things up between our work but also i think who this client is we can get a little bit more non-traditional with it so typically a lot of clients are wanting sliders at the top of their page a spot above the air quotes, above the fold, 
to um, kind of advertise either products or sales or various things that they have going on. Mm -hmm. And so because I'm trying to recreate the slider in a different way and still have that same information in there, I googled like how can you switch up sliders? Like what can you do differently? And I found an article. It was written two years ago, but I still it still like started some thought for me. Actually, we're trying to run a timely podcast. <laughs> Just kidding. I was trying to give a story behind and make it interesting. Anyhow, so I'm doing sliders differently. The end. Have a good night. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us how you're doing them differently. I was just teasing you. So the article I found said why homepage sliders are ineffective. And it gave the example of Batman. (gasps) I need more than that. So it gave the example of Batman, how they shine the light up into the sky, calling for him for help and everything like that. Well, imagine then, like, five seconds later, oh, instead, they're calling for Spider-Man. And in five seconds later, now it's the time and location of which they need to arrive. Now it's back to the Batman. And it said, like, well, who's supposed to come? Both of them? One of them? What was that time again? Because that was so far through, I didn't have enough time to read that. So it's just, it's like not... Like a road construction sign. Yeah, yeah, that changes. Like, the the ones on the oh, side of the road. Oh, those display ones, yeah. yeah. I was thinking those diamond ones. I was like, yeah. Yeah, sure. so exactly like that, where it's just like, you only have X amount of time if you're a slow reader, well, sorry, exactly, me too, <laughs> me too, so it's just like, sorry, you miss this, this article said how on average, only the first slide is ever really clicked on, because by that time you start to scroll and all that stuff, so it just kind of got me um, what investigating if, What if there is options. no copy on the slider, and what if it is just a slider <coughs> of photography? That doesn't work for every client, though. I feel like that would only be best for, like, a photographer's site. But even so, like, I want to be able to manually go through because I'm looking at various things of that photo. I want to be able to control it on my own, a slideshow speed. Like, it's fine if, like, it's, in my opinion, it's fine if it's, like, kind of automatically going through just to kind of catch your attention. It shows you that there are other pieces kind of in that area. Um, but if I can manually stop that and control it at my speed, I prefer that because I am a slower reader. Or I want to look further into the picture than just look at it and go to the next one. So is that what you're doing for the that giving them the option to manually yes. slide? So, well, that's just a developer option, the way they code and everything. But I'm, ta- I'm kind of over the look of, like, you go to the website, there's a slider at the top, and then the however many buckets at the bottom, and then contact information, footer, done. So um, I'm kind of trying to even reorder it and instead of having the slider at the top have it maybe down in the middle but it's not even the slider the way I did it for one of the comps for this client is I kind of broke them out into four different buttons and they're just large buttons with a photo and a little bit of a um, context Mm -hmm. in there content in there and a button in order for them to go get more information about that so there's no movement within (coughs) Um, this website actually if you go to Spotify's homepage if you're not logged in, I don't know what it looks like when you're logged in. So it kind of, it's more of a static look to it. Mm-hmm. I'm showing it on the table. <laughs> the picture so mad. It looks fantastic. Right. You can't just, see it, but it's great. It's one thing. So it's just kind of welcoming you to the site in a sense and giving you one direction to go in instead of five different ones. One direction, your favorite band on Spotify. <laughs> so um, that's kind of what I've been looking at all week just various ways to rework the slider, the purpose of it, the 
animation, the movement of it, if that needs to even be their placement on the page. Yeah, I think your argument was that there are clients always want a slider because they have a lot of things that they want at the very top of the page. So mm -hmm. a slider is the easiest way to give them all of that in one for the user. But I think your point is that there are other ways to draw attention to important pieces of information right. without using a slider. Right. And so therefore it's also putting things in um, the same hierarchy level because if you have five sliders, well, I'm assuming the first one is more important because that's the first sure. one. So then the fifth one doesn't have as much real estate or emphasis on it. So therefore, if they're all kind of displayed in the right or in the same way mm -hmm. at the same time and all that stuff, then um, it kind of shows that they're all the same importance. And it's like going down a website, it's, it's all about the user experience. And if even the first thing when you're right there and at the top, you're already kind of like, it's chaotic and fast moving and all this stuff, like already I just logged on and I'm not having a good experience. So I'm automatically going to scroll because your sliders are too busy. It has too much words. It's just an ugly picture or various things. And I, I move on. So it's all about the user experience and how to you ugly. That. Yeah, Ashley, don't got time for you. Nope. Cool. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Do we have anything else that we want to say before we close out the podcast? Happy Halloween. <clears throat> yeah. Happy Halloween indeed. What does everyone mean for Halloween? I already did Halloween twice. Nothing. <laughs> Thanks for the invite. Yeah. I don't want to... I don't want to say. I'm surprised. Is it raunchy, Kelly? You have God. children. Are you being a sexy copywriter? <laughs> <laughs> That's my costume every day. <laughs> Look at this. Or um, not. Can you please show a picture of yourself? Yeah, or not. I think we're just going to put some pictures in the blog, so you'll know. You'll know. You'll know. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you, everybody, <laughs> for listening to another Good episode. Good times, Kelly. Tower After Hours. And we'll be back next month, and we'll do it again. <coughs> It'll be just as fun. Without the illness. <laughs> Good night. Sorry. Okay. Bye. See ya. Good times. <laughs>